Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. Jordan trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move! Against Gil, the crowd on its feet. Allen for the win! To the Sneaker History Podcast. What up, what up? Welcome back to the Sneaker History Podcast. Back for the new year. Finally got all three of us together. My name is Nick Engvall. I'm with my guys, Mike Guillory and Robbie Falke. What's going on, fellas? How's it going? What up? It's good to be back with everybody. I'm doing great, man. Men, guys, I'm thriving. <laughs> I'm feeling good about 2020. I just basically am like, I'm just kicking ass and taking names and like already, already started like all right, all right. on the grind running. I've been, I've been blogging a lot. I've been writing a lot. Like, so I'm, I'm like full on ready to go. You're in your bag. Yeah. I'm in my bag. Yes. Yes. So I guess before we get into it, uh, let's let's shout out a review um, on iTunes. We have uh, Unloved Ones. Thank you. Uh, said, I, I recently listened to four episodes straight and I'm floored. I'm hooked. And more than anything, I'm motivated to be a better writer. I gained so much from this pod in such a short time. That in itself is more than a reason enough to keep coming back. Truly enjoy this. Made it made it to a feature. <laughs> seriously thank you mr unloved one so uh yeah if, if you haven't listened to it uh we had a couple couple guests uh a few weeks back to discuss the nike airship this would be mr unloved ones on instagram twitter and came on and uh talked to us along with mjo dan mjo 23 dan so uh kenneth and and marvin shout out to those guys um but definitely go back and, and check out that airship episode. Uh, like, I think we all learned a lot about that shoe and about the story and the backstory from like the Jordan one and the airship. So um, I think it was uh, early December when we dropped that episode. So. Uh, so what, uh, what are you guys, what are you guys rocking today? What are you guys looking at copping this week? Um. To be honest with you guys, I worked from home today, so I've been I've been rocking slippers. Um, <laughs> I hadn't worn anything today, but I am waiting for my my pair of Adidas BYW X 2.0. The the Ubic uh, collaboration should be coming in the mail on Monday, so that's what I'm waiting for right now. I've nice. been happy. Yeah, I mean, I've been buying stuff that. I talked about in the podcast like a long time ago when the pro model uh, 2G dropped. We were all about that. Found them at the right price. So I bought those. 
and I played really well basketball wise. I was like, I got the, got the strength of like a young 2000. I can't think of one player who warmed specifically other than myself and like, <laughs> but you know, like a younger me, like the young legs came back. Um, so those are really fun. I mean, Swaggy P won. Yes, he did. The still Swaggy. There you the go. Yeah. Warrior. yeah. I'm trying to think like who wore them in like O2 and like I think of UCLA. That's like a whole team though. <laughs> like, it's not one person. Yeah. Um, uh, I mean, Derek Rose had ha- like wore like the next version. Like I think he had like the Pro Model 2 or something or I forget which. They had the heel cut out. Yeah. 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 Um, um, so I got those and then I. As we talk, I'm wearing my new Air Max 97 N64s. Um, shout out to the homie Cody who did the colorways on these. I had to finally buy them, but I'm not paying 170 for like a like 20 plus year old technology. So I'll I'll, I'll pay 100 though. So I'm a happy <laughs> buyer at 100. Wait, correct yourself because you will buy a Jordan Five. Yeah, that's different though. So like. <laughs> i haven't yeah i haven't paid full retail because i always miss on sneakers hits i'd be paying full retail all the time if i had it my way but um <laughs> it's like general stuff man i make fun of nick about it you can find a lot of stuff you like five months ago now at prices you're more comfortable with so keep that in mind so i uh you know obviously have fallen for the buy this now because it might not go on sale trap many, 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 many times. Um, it's a trap. But I will say that <laughs> today I didn't fall for it. Uh, so oh. I've been looking at the, the Air Max 90, the Volt Air Max 90, and I was kind of concerned that, you know, being an anniversary that it might sell out. Um, but it seems to be sitting everywhere or at least in a lot of places. So you guys can be proud of me. I didn't buy, pay full retail. So I'm going to hopefully wait until it goes on sale and actually get that down the road. But, um, <laughs> you said the 90, um, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So word to the wise, those are women's sizes. No, only the great ones, not the vault ones. Yeah. Are they? Yeah. I think I think uh, if I if I saw right, the. The grape, the grape is only women's. The Volt is in like full family sizing, but I yeah. think the timing of the release might have changed or something. But you're right. You're right. Regardless, um, it's, it's sitting and I didn't buy it. So I feel pretty good today. Um, <laughs> I'm looking at it you feel even better. Right? No, because like the women's you're right. The women's did drop today. But the men's has a release date of one fifteen in the exact same Volt colorway. So yeah, it's really weird. But no, yeah, Nick, to make you feel better, the uh, the all white pair they released first as the uh, like the kickoff of the Air Max ninety anniversary has already the resale market is already like ninety bucks on it. So I think you're in good shape. Nice, nice. Yeah, I. Uh... I, I'm definitely going to try to be very patient this year with my sneaker purchases. So, um, and as far as what I was rocking today, I actually wore like a New Balance 997s. The uh, 
I don't know what they call it. They call it the NB1 for a while. I think it's just a, a New Balance custom site now. But um, I I kind of like made it based on the Kawhi 997 that came out, but I used pink instead of the like purple color that they had. Um, and I don't know. I posted it. I'm, I'm trying to post every shoe that I wear this year. So I'm just going to jump right into the New Year's resolutions, I guess, apparently. I'm trying to post every shoe that I wear this year on my Twitter in one giant thread, but I'm also trying to wear a different shoe every day without repeating a shoe. So the lazy man inside of me is being pushed beyond my comfort zone because <laughs> if if you ever come to my place, you'll see like Ultra Boost, some Puma R698s and some Air Max 1s or Air Max 90s almost always sitting by my door because those are the shoes that I just slip on like on a regular basis. So this year I'm not going to wear the same shoe all the time. I mean I'll probably mix it up but like I'm going to at least wear a different shoe every single day and post about it cuz I've been wanting to do that for like forever like 2010 2009. I forget the name of the person that did it but um, somebody out there might remember, like somebody did like a 366 days of soul. Um, and I want to say it was a Nike employee, but nah, Mr. Yeah, Trebek, I know that answer. Yeah. There's a couple people, um, yeah. Jumpman Bostic did it. Yeah. And then Casey swoosh life. I'm pretty sure does a different shoe. Um, that's a lofty ass goal, man. Cause like that's time consuming it's like i will i'll be holding you to it if it's five o'clock on a day i'm gonna text you and be like nick where you at bro shoe picture. <laughs> yeah no i just laugh because nick is gonna flex on everyone through the 66 days he's gonna flex on the entire world through twitter no so well okay so yeah uh, there's a lot of people that have done it and so the first person that I saw doing it was 366 days of kicks. Like I'll, we'll put a link in the description. It's like the old free WordPress site. Um, and that was the first time I was like, damn, that's a great idea. And it was on an old, you know, like just a blog where it's like post a picture every day kind of thing. And when I saw that, I was like, damn, I have enough shoes to do that. Like if you've followed me long enough, like you've seen me do that for a few different brands where I'll go like 30 or 40 days wearing the same brand. But part of it, too, is like I realized that if I don't wear these shoes, like I'm I'm just wasting them. You know, like I feel I feel like almost like pressure hanging on to this collection of sneakers that I have that I'm not wearing them all because I, I mean, I, I, I pull them out. I look at them. Sometimes I post up pictures. But like, really, what's the point if I'm not going to wear them? So that's kind of my thought behind it. I really am, am probably biting off more than I can chew with it because it is going to be a ton of work. Um, I don't keep all of my shoes in my apartment. Like I have a couple of storage units. So there will be like a challenge in like swapping out what I have. And, and, and we're honestly looking for a new place to move as well. So it's going to be a really interesting year in trying to do that. But I'm committed to it. It's going to be cool to be able to look back, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now and be like, damn, you remember when I did this? And then be able to look through, hopefully through that Twitter thread and just see all the shoes. Um, but yeah, if, if, if you're interested, you can follow me on Twitter. I, I, I uh, just at Nick Engvall, 
I post some of the stuff to Instagram, but I'm I'm just I'm posting less to Instagram, less and less all the time, just because I kind of get bored with not being able to see things. And yeah, that's a whole different complaint I have. But anyway, <laughs> so that said, what do you guys uh, what do you guys got going on for the new year? What are you looking forward to? What any any uh, any sneaker resolutions? Yeah, um, I got I got two sneaker resolutions or three. One, I think we all have the same one is be a little bit more uh, be a little smart about what we buy. You know, I have the habit of I mean, me and Robbie had the same conversation about we can justify any sneaker purchase by saying anything like, oh, it's fine. It's perfect. So I want to be a little smarter about what I buy. Just be a little bit more conscious. Um, with that being said, I want to focus on actually buying my three grails this year, even if it's the only three shoes I buy, which is be a lie if I said that, but if it, I do want to buy these three shoes, which are going to be the LeBron 9, Big Bang, Jordan 1, Shadow, and Jordan 1 Royal. Or if, if nothing else happens this year, I want to have those in my collection by the end of 2020. And last, I just want to put out more content, which I, I've started now uh, with the, the YouTube channel. Um, just want to keep putting my mark in the sneaker world and just keep providing as much as I keep getting from it. So that's what my resolutions are. And that was very beautifully put. You, Thank you. You, you, you give back to what you get. So that, that, that's dope. Um, I'm not going to front. I don't have anything for resolutions. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. <laughs> I mean, like, um, we have a running joke. I have a post-it note on my computer screen that says no more retro Jordan purchases until 328, which is like the tentative date for the um, white uh, fire red Jordan 5 retros. So I guess that's my goal is just like buying less retro Jordans. I brought this up in the past. I'll buy like twos and thirteens knowing that I don't like wearing them. And like Nick was saying, you're wasting them if you're not wearing them. So I sell them. So like, why did I buy them in the first place? It's a vicious cycle. So just like being more selective and just realizing I wear Jordan ones, threes, fours, fives, and 11s. Sometimes the occasional six, but outside of that, quit, quit lying to myself. I, I guess is a goal. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a, uh... I have, I guess, a challenge for our listeners. And part of it is that I, I'd like to like be able to, to talk with more of you and talk to people about what goes on in their kind of own neighborhoods, communities, cities and whatnot. So um, my one of my challenges, I would say. Uh, I guess I guess like a, a resolution slash challenge for everybody that's listening would be to actually get out and go to a sneaker event. Like, I don't care if it's like big, like a sneaker con or if it's something small neighborhood style. But I think it's something that is completely missing in the sneaker world. And it's something that we're going to be trying to do more of later this year. Um, and when we get there, obviously, we'll f share details with you. but. I think there's something about that in-person connection, you know, like I, you know, I ran into a bunch of people at SneakerCon here in LA last month and, 
you know, when we did the designer con thing, people were just so excited to be able to come and, and chop it up with us. So one of my challenges for everybody out there is just to, to, to get out there and like meet people in person. You know, I think that if, if you look at like the best times in the sneaker game or business culture, community, whatever you want to call it, most of the time we're going to look at times where we have a very like personal experience with people that we like around sneakers. It's not necessarily about copying a pair of shoes, but like, you know, we, we all have that memory of like either lining up with friends or, or going to look at the new shoes with friends or, you know, even like going to events or meeting new people at events and stuff like that. So I want to, I want to try to like challenge everybody to just be a more active part in the, in the community, but like in person, you know, like, and if you know of a, of an event that's going on, like tweet at us, email us, comment on Instagram, DM us on Instagram. Like I want to be better as sneaker history. I want to be better about showcasing what everybody else is doing to bring people together and get people out and about and talking because that's one thing that like I've noticed is really missing within the the community right now. So um, the second thing I would say is I would challenge everybody to um, get outside of their comfort zone. You know, like we all like like Robbie said, like, you know, he knows what he likes. Like, I know what I like. Mike knows what he likes. But sometimes like there's stuff out there that will like literally blow your mind if you just give it a chance. And I'm not saying to go buy like crazy, you know, off white collabs or Travis Scott collabs because you don't have any of them. I'm saying like if you wear Air Maxes all the time, then go look at a different runner, a different runner from maybe Puma or Asics or New Balance and and see what else is out there because that those kind of things to me have changed, you know, they've been so valuable to me, not only on a personal level of just being able to experience different brands and stuff, but like, honestly, that, that, that approach has, has given me opportunity to work with brands that I would have never thought was even possible. So just getting out of your comfort zone and, and like pushing yourself to try some new things. And the best thing about it right now is if you do try something, and you don't like it more than likely it's pretty easy to just throw it on ebay and get a good portion of your money back right so um nope. and the third and final thing that i would say um is to just just give away the shoes that you're not wearing um you know we're gonna we're gonna be working on a on a on a program like bigger later this year as well um, because we just didn't get to it for the holidays, but you know, I want to, I want to create something where we can give back and we can donate some of these shoes because we all have a ton of shoes. And, you know, at the end of the day, if, if we've got a pair of shoes, that's, you know, I don't know. The best way to put it is like, if, if I've got a pair of shoes that I've worn a handful of times that I'm just not feeling anymore, you know, to me, it's not really worth a whole lot. It might be able to get 20, 50 bucks on eBay or something. But to, to some people that, you know, relatively new pair of shoes can mean just the world to them. So, um, stay tuned for more on that. But like, I, I would, I would challenge everybody to, to, you know, just make someone else's life a little bit better by, you know, cleaning up your, your closet and giving a little bit of 
given that to somebody else, but like, again, it, it creates room for you to, to bring in new stuff too. So it's, it's win-win for everybody. Um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of all I wanted to say about that. I guess like I didn't really plan that, but I figured it now would be the time to bring it up. But do you guys have any, have anything for everybody that's listening? I think you've covered it all just now. That was like, <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. That was, that was great. <laughs> Everything you just said, and make sure you call your mom. <laughs> call your mom. Definitely. Definitely. That's all I got. Um, so I guess like the, the main thing that we wanted to talk about on this episode is really just like kind of what we're looking forward to, what we're seeing kind of coming down the road for 2020, right? Um, one of you guys want to start us out with it? Yeah. So I'll start with some of the things I'm excited about for 2020. Um, you know, Robbie was so gracious enough to send us a list of a lot of the anniversaries of sneakers I wasn't even thinking about. Uh, so I guess I had a couple things that revolved around that. And I didn't realize it had been, uh, what, 10 years since the Kobe 6 was released. And I, I would love to see, like, they released the Chaos this year for Christmas. I would love to see them come back around and release the Kobe 6 Grinch. That'd be great. That's a hope and a dream. But... I guess in that same vein of old sneakers coming back, um, there's rumors of the LeBron All-Star uh, 7 releasing through an All-Star weekend. That'd be dope to get my hands on. And then some more LeBron 7 news. I know we talked about it a little bit, but we're still skeptical until we actually see some, uh, some hard evidence. But supposedly, the word on the street is that the LeBron 7 Horwood Classic PE and then the Fairfax PEs are releasing this year. And... Uh, and I guess general release form in, in some way. So I really hope that's real and get to see what that's about. But I mean, other than that, I mean, I didn't see really too many Jordan ones I'm looking for unless they do release some of the real OGs during all-star break since it is in Chicago. That'd be great to see if I can get a pair of those for retail as opposed to paying a resale for them. But, um, yeah, I think that's a lot of what I'm looking for. Donks are coming back. Everything besides the Travis Scott donks, I'm happy to see some some good colors coming back. Like everyone's making fun of this Air Max uh, 90 Inspire one, but I think it's super clean. It kind of goes back to you know the old school color blocking of some of the SB Dunks back in the day. So I, I really like those. I don't know. I think there's a, there's a lot of stuff to be excited about. I just don't think it's kind of the traditional things that we're used to. We're not getting a bunch of, we're not getting beat over the head with a bunch of, you know, retros of this color, this color, this color. We're, we're getting a lot of stuff that is, uh, we haven't seen in a while. Robbie, what you got, man? I mean, I have to ditto the, specifically the LeBron retros. Cause when I got the air zoom generation, St. Vincent, St. Mary's, as I held them in my hand, I literally thought I would never have these in my hand. I didn't think these would release. So like the Fairfax sevens are a really big deal to me. I always loved that shoe, but I never wanted to spend a couple thousand on a sample. So like, that's a really, it's a beautiful, beautiful thing to me. It's, it's bad for my bank account, but I'm like, <laughs> I mean, even like the China moon, just the, the seven, we talked about it in the past, like the seven's probably like the definitive LeBron for a lot of people. It's not for me, but it's like top five 
LeBron's of all time. Just so many good colorways, um, so much stuff we never got to touch. And the fact now that we get to get, we get to hold it in our hands is it's, it's just great. Um, so a lot of 1995 stuff for me. So like the zoom flight 95, AKA the Jason kids, um, those yeah. retro to my 2012 with like house of hoops exclusives. They had a whole like Jason kid colorway line. And I worked at a house of hoops and I didn't buy any of them. So that's one of the shoes that haunt me for not buying. So I, I won't make that mistake twice. Um, this is really looking forward to that. Um, the penny one, I don't like pennies that aren't Orlando colorways. So I really hope they don't give us any of that like Sprite bullshit or like the crimson and gold. Keep that stuff. Give us the unreleased white pennies, ones that never dropped. Give us the home and away Orlando's like, give me those or give me nothing. So <laughs> dude, it's like, all these other pennies, like outside of like the electro lime and eggplant and like copper. I don't, I don't want to see it. Like, yeah, pretty passionate about that. So um, I really want to get my hands on a pair of like Orlando penny ones where like the high Nike, like the mid cut Nike sock, you know, from the penny commercial, he's sitting on the basketball, got those Nike socks on. Um, that would just be really dope to me. So uh, 25th anniversary for that shoe um, and the flight 95. So those are kind of the two really I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'll, I'll, I'll the negative one after Nick goes, but um, those, those are my positive outlooks. Yeah. I got my negative two just waiting in the back burner. <laughs> So I, I uh, I'm going to play devil's advocate because, um, well, I'm still looking for the the black and white and total orange penny one from last year or year before. Uh, I, I, I did the same yeah. thing that I always do where I'm like, I'm not going to pay full price for it and then forget about it and never pick it up when it's on sale or when I go to look for it, the <laughs> my size is gone. But the one thing I like about like the possibility of different colorways is kind of what happened with this, this infrared dunk. I think, I think that's like the exception to the, the crazy colorways, right? Where I, I forget what this, I forget what the pack is like the 91, 94 pack. That's like, or not 91. Um, it's basically like the air max one and the Hirachi and they're swapping. the Yeah. yeah. So, so if we're going to do crazy colors, I think that doing them based off of other Nike shoes is the best way to do it. Like I'm with you, like, you know, the Sprite, I, I mean, I don't, I don't think that Sprite Penny 2 um, was like bad. It's just, it doesn't fit anything to me. Um, so if they are going to do it, like thinking about like the Penny 1, right? A black and white gray infrared would be an amazing colorway on that shoe. But I'm afraid that it wouldn't be done right. So I'm also hesitant to say that. <laughs> um, as far as the stuff that I'm looking forward to, I think um, probably the first thing that comes to mind is the Superstar 50th anniversary. Uh you know, it's just kind of like a legendary shoe. I have a ton of different colorways and pairs. Uh, when Adidas did the 35th anniversary of that shoe, you know, there were just 
there were just so many collabs, you know, I, they did 35 collabor or 33 collaborations. And then they did a couple of like super limited ones. And it was just cool to see everybody's different take on, on, you know, the particular style. So kind of looking forward to that, seeing what they do, seeing what, what kind of boutiques and, you know, streetwear brands that they bring in. Um, and then I would say like the Reebok pump, the probably like the Omni light, I think is a 1990 release, which, you know, is the D Brown, no look dunk. Um, I don't know that they'll do anything with it. And the stuff that I've seen from Reebok recently is uh, makes me question if they should even be making any of these retro shoes at this point, because, <laughs> you know, like some of the stuff is good. Like the Eric Emanuel stuff was really nice, but then they've got like this, you know, crazy stars, Iverson answer five. Um, they've got like the year of the rat, uh Shaq Gnosis, which you know I, I'm I'm not against doing things like that, but like the colorways don't fit the shoe. Like you buy a Shaq Gnosis because it's the loudest shoe you can find on the wall. And people from literally a block and a half away are like, damn, he's got the Shaq Gnosis. I haven't seen those in forever. But to make an all gray shoe, like you know, a little bit different material, I just feel like you're missing the point of the design. Like the designer and the and the color the colorist when that shoe came out are probably like looking at it like, damn, you just ruined my design. So those are the ones that come to mind for me. The Shaq Gnosis and Gray is messed up. Man, I'm the only one. I thought it looked kind of cool. The whole point of the Shaq Gnosis is to look like a hypnosis. Like, Got you. Got you. One color. <laughs> this why? It's different why shades of that one color. <laughs> why sway? Why? Yeah, right. I mean, but it's like I think that oh, I was ahead. just gonna say I I think that I don't dislike that color combination. I think that the, the the multiple shades of gray is always a good look on sneakers. I just think that in the case of this particular silhouette there's a lot of other shoes that would have made more sense to do this because like Robbie said, it, it that, that kind of hypnosis look to it, you know, you want that like heavy contrast. And when you take it away, like I, I think it would just look better on, you know, like, a, a, like an Omni pump, um, Omni zone pump, like that shoe in this gray with like the khaki tan off white, you know, outsole midsole, like that would look way better than this one because it doesn't have the the natural like break for the color palette, if, if, if that makes sense. Yeah. Where, you know, this one, I don't. I don't like hate it by any means. I just think that like if you saw this on the wall versus the one that's black and white or contrasting heavily contrasting colors, that heavily contrasting colors regardless of the color is almost always going to look better because it's going to have that like pop to it. If that makes sense. Yeah. Let me put you. it this way. There's like a really easy way. Would you rather have <laughs> the black and white Shaq Gnosis, AKA the original color or any other possible Shaq Gnosis there could be? Well, I mean, if I had a choice, of course I'm gonna pick the one that's, <laughs> 
the original any, one. Any choice in existence. You can make it anything. <laughs> if I had any choice of that color, yes, I'm going with the originals. Gotcha. Thank you. But they, didn't they release those again limited? Like, for some reason, I, I didn't check the website at all, but I heard they released the black and white ones again, but like super limited. At Kmart? Like, why would they release those limited, like, limited where? I'm kidding. <laughs> Terrible. I mean, I think they, I think they released overseas. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think they released overseas like late last year, but I didn't see them launch here in the States yet. Okay. You know, Robert's just so anti-Reebok. He's anti-Bot boy. <laughs> Heavily. That's not 2020 either. They can give me an... Uh, um, this almost sounded wrong. Like a Robbie pump Omni light. And I still don't wish... <laughs> Hey, so uh, I just I just looked real quick. The Shack Gnosis, the black and white Shack Gnosis, the original colorway is going to drop on Reebok.com uh, Sunday, January 12th at 9 p.m. Pacific time. So I'll put a link in the description to drop is such weird time. Nobody knew that button. I'm just, and, and you just Googled yeah, just, it. A few people know about it. I just, I just I literally just went to Reebok.com and was like, Shack shoes. OK, cool. Um, Shoes. <laughs> That's actually something I, I think is kind of interesting. What do you guys think about this like weird time drop thing that's going on? Seems to be a lot of people releasing things inconsistently. And personally, I think it's really awesome because as much as I love Nike and buy way too many Nikes, I hate that most of the releases are at 7 a.m. Pacific time. It means if I oversleep just a little bit, I'm like missing out. I mean, I got a little better because it's nine o'clock my time, so I'm awake, but it doesn't matter because if you give, I wish they wouldn't give a time at all. Just give me a day and let it be like the, like the old days where it just pops up because everyone's like ready and waiting, like fingers on the, on the, on the, the triggers just ready to go and it just blows up all the systems. So I'm glad that they put random times now, but I wish they'd just get rid of times completely. I'm a crackhead and I wake up at like 5.30 anyway. So like it doesn't bother me that it's that early. But it does pigeonhole you. It makes you have to do this one task at one time when everybody on earth is trying to do it at the exact same time as you. Right. Like the Thursday releases are cool. The Friday releases are cool. I like when you have them on different days. Like... Make it 7 a.m. sharp every day still so people like Nick will keep sleeping and I'll have <laughs> a, fraction of a fraction of a chance more to get a pair. But I love I mean, back in the day, there was Thursday and Wednesday drops all the time. So it's like I like that I can just like go to work on Thursday, super cheesing because I just cop something cool. Yeah, so that's OK I mean, with me. So my my alarm is set for 630 every day. Now, whether I actually make it up coherently and to a computer or the phone by seven, that's a different story. Like if, if I could just like program the coffee instead of like just to start the coffee, if I could just like have that like injected into my veins at 630, that by seven, I'll be good to go. I'm, I'm ready. Like I'm like bot warrior. Like I'm going to beat everybody kind of, you know, but now that's. Honestly, like it's tough. It's tough, I think, because 
I, I think that like, it, it's just a like bummer to me because, you know, I look at it as like a very biased approach and I don't understand why as a, as a company like Nike based in Portland, you have your releases that early when, you know, a huge percentage of your customers are not even awake, you know, and, you know, props to you for being up so early, Robbie, like I, I am up that early sometimes, but most of the time I'm also up until two, three in the morning. So I, but I think about like, just what a weird experience that is for people to think, you know, the average consumer is never really going to think, Oh, I better get up at seven in the morning to buy a pair of sneakers. And I wonder like if, if no. like Mike said, if, if you went back to this kind of like random, you know, then you keep people from knowing that the bots like, I mean, the bots kind of work no matter what, right? Like they can just look for a trigger that say the site's changed and, and, you know, have at it. But I don't know. It's kind of an interesting question. I, I wonder like, what, what do our listeners think? What do you, what does everybody think about these random release times? Like I, I personally do like the, the different days. I think Nike's done a great job of that, mixing it up, having, having, you know, multiple releases a week, um, rather than having them all stacked. Because I remember a few times last year, beginning of last year, there was like days where I wanted two or three pairs that were coming out the same day. And it's like, well, you can't possibly do buy all of them if you want them. So. Uh, you just got to have good luck at this point because during over the break when we were, uh, we were right before Christmas, I was trying to help my brother get the, uh, the off white dunks and he did all three of them. And it, it released on a Friday. So he did all three of them. I did all three of them. No, I'll take that back. It released like on a... Was it a Friday? Yeah, I guess it was a Friday. But yeah, neither of us hit on a single one of them. And that was literally six entries. And nothing happened. So I just... I don't think it matters about the time. It just... so I, They just need to drop them quietly. And you know, we used to walk by this... Just used to be like, oh, look at that. It's there. I missed that time. <laughs> what else? Uh, what else you guys? Are, so are we, are we, do we still got some things we're looking forward to, or are we going to switch it up and go to the flip? Uh, got some things I'm not throwing in the trash can. All right, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get into it. No holding back. Uh, let's see. So it looks like the, the Jordan 20 could possibly make some resurgence according to Robbie's list of anniversaries. They can put that in a trash can. Heartbroken. Um, I don't need I know. I know. I, I figured you would be, but I, I felt bad when I said it, but I had to. <laughs> um, the, I thought they were done with the Yeezy 350 V2. Clearly not. There's like 50 more white slash tan versions coming out. Throw it in the trash can because I'm sick of these same colored shoes. Not the model, just the colors. And this is going <laughs> to sound very familiar to what I said about the, you know, what the Jordan 4s, but I've seen better pictures of this top three Jordan 5 and it needs to be in the trash can. <laughs> and lit on fire. How about you, Robbie? Yeah. I mean, this grape doesn't work with any other shoe. Like, you can't mix a grape colorway with a non-grape colorway just does not work. Um, primary color. It, yeah, it is. You got to have blue, red, white, black. End of day. Um, for me, 
the NMD needs to just go six feet under. <laughs> that last shoe was to have the long and kudos to it. It's like it's like a cockroach. It's lived for so long. It's thrived. It's have many offspring. They inhabit the earth, but no more. Just like think of something new. Go do a 4D type. I, I mean, it's, it's oxymoron. Go do like a lower price point 4D something. Go do something, anything. Just stop <laughs> the freaking shoe. <laughs> I think like it's just like middle school hockey players who need something to wear before they put ice skates on. Like, I, I don't know who's buying that shoe still. Like, that's so specific. That's, that's what I think of. Like only somebody who needs to put on another pair of specialized footwear, cleats, skates, or if they have to take their shoes off and get in a swimming pool. NMD is a great option. Outside of that, it's, it's for the birds. It needs to go far, far now, away. Have you always felt that way about the shoe or just because it's, it's basically I have 1000% not. I've owned like four yeah, pairs yeah, of Because like, I actually <laughs> like the shoe. It does. So I like the shoe a lot, but I do feel like it's run its course. Um, but I also like, I wonder, so I didn't get into the, like the, the element react like everybody did at the beginning. So do you, obviously the NMD has been around longer, but do you think something like the element react, like the 55, 87, you know, whatever that, I, that's the numbers, right? One, this, this, it's the same silhouette, right? Yeah. And then there's like the... 87 yeah. was the more hyped up one and the 55 was a general release. Yeah, and it's like the only difference was like a transparent upper and then they're like, oh, we're going to do the, what was what's the ISPA version that's like the same but different and a zipper and like snap closure and like, I feel like all the brands have one of those shoes in their, you know arsenal that's just like wait you're still doing that well it's like two years versus five years though it's like longer than five years for it's like five years yeah that's true because it's definitely like they did like the r2 they did the uh you know the prime knit xr1 whatever yeah but they have a okay. version two now. No sense. There's literally they just came out a couple months ago. The NMD V two. I don't. I don't understand. But they already had the R one and R two. So where was the first version? If we missed that, yeah, I don't know. I mean, so on the flip side, like the Janowski can keep coming out every year because a it has utility for skaters, and b I feel like the free and the Air Max and the Chucka. And like the hyperfuse has done enough, has given enough different spices to the dish that you can kind of have it go in many directions. No matter what you do to the NMD, it's going in one direction. And it's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm sick of it. And that's, a, and, and, and that's as somebody who has owned the shoe and like, I've had the, the prime knit zebra pair. I've had like the, so many, I've had four, I think. Yeah, three or four of them. And they're super comfortable, but like put it on ice, retro it in 10 years, and we'll talk. Nike, I feel like for the most part, will let something go away after a while. 
outside of the staples, like the Air Force One and stuff like that, it'll go away for a long time. Then it'll come back or it'll come back reimagined. Unless it's so, a phone posit. True. No, that, that, and the phone posit needs to die. The, the phone posit's been dead. It's a zombie. <laughs> that is a good point, though, because, because <laughs> I think it, it's almost like Adidas brand strategy is just like flood the market with their product without worrying about like kind of the, the oversaturation and the hype and all that stuff. Right. Because I mean, you could look at all the Yeezy 350 V2s that have come out, right? There's basically like six of the same color palette, right? Where it's like, oh, it's, it's, you know, what is it? Desert sage. And it's like, okay. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love seeing like the Pharrell picture of him in the circle of the color wheel of shoes, the Kanye one from that interview last year, year before where, you know, it's literally just like you see all the different colors. I think that's super dope, but I do think that it's kind of overkill. Um, but I, I, now that I'm on to Yeezy, I wanted to bring up something that I am looking forward to with Adidas beyond like the retro stuff is actually the Yeezy basketball shoes. So I'm hoping to see those actually come out. Um, I love to get my hands on a pair. They just look like a really a really dope shoe to me, but um, kind of off topic. You need both. No, man, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I'm just not holding my breath because it's been every year for like the past, what, two years for all sort of like, oh, they're coming out, they're coming out. No, we're just kidding. <laughs> yeah. So I don't really have anything that I don't want to see. I mean, I just hope that it doesn't get too crazy with anything. Um, you know, I would love to see like Zion actually, you know, on the court and and making something out of this Jordan deal that he has. Because um, I feel like the 34, even though like, you know, Jason Tatum and some of the other guys have had some really good colorways, I, I feel like it's been kind of under the radar for a lot of people. And I've gotten a lot of attention yeah. and... I think the shoe is actually really good. So I'm wondering like how that will work. And the other thing I'm kind of like thinking, I guess now that I said all that is like, we've seen so many like crazy colorways with like the zoom freak with the Kyrie six. Honestly, like I don't know that we need all of those crazy colorways. Like I feel like we might be able to step back and just go a little easier on it. I don't know. What do you guys think? All right, just give me some solid colorways I can I can wear on the court, and then they also look good off the court. I'm cool. Um, who is that? I think even though LeBron's are really you know bulky shoes and really hard to wear casually, I think he does a good job of that. He he does a lot of his his sneakers come in a lot of colors that are you know not too out there, but you know you're still recognizable. He has a they have a Jordan Six inspired one that's out now, like the infrared pair. They even have like the little Jordan Six lace lock that I think are pretty. It's cool. like asking them to slow down. Is like asking Speedy Gonzalez to slow down. It just doesn't happen. So it's like it'd be cool, but yeah, pipe dream. I would love it though. Also, yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't know well so 
let us know what you guys think. Like, what are you looking forward to 2020 sneakers? If you got resolutions, we'll throw up a post on Instagram and Twitter. Definitely let us know. And Facebook. We're on there too. Uh, not as active on Facebook just because, you know, too many parents, grandparents and relatives. So we kind of, you know, you know, but um, <laughs> I, I definitely do uh, think that there is a lot to look forward to in 2020. Like the sneaker world, even though like it's it's, you know, we could say it's oversaturated. I think that there's a lot of opportunity that comes with that attention and just the quantity of shoes that are being made. So I'm looking forward to, to kind of seeing what everybody thinks uh, and what they're looking forward to. And yeah, just, uh, you know, thanks for listening. And you can find me, Nick Engvall, at Nick Engvall on all platforms. Uh, guys, let them know how they can find you. Yeah, you guys can find me on Secret History as well. Uh, find me on Instagram and Twitter at MadWatcher789. And then also now find me on YouTube, just at Mike Guillory, um, doing sneaker reviews for Sneaker History. We're just trying to show you guys our faces now. So check it out. Robbie, where you at, bud? Um, I don't know my longitude and latitude, but on the internet, you can find me at R-A-H-B-E-E-702. Right on. And uh, as always, you can catch all of us at Sneaker History on all platforms. And until we meet again, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. See ya. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> It's on a downer on that one. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.